1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free.
0: Welcome to Set Free with Ken Legg. This week we're dealing with the sensitive issue of sexual abuse. If there are young children listening, now might be a good time to consider whether this content will be appropriate. It is a fact that in cases where one person is
1: abused by another, the abuser enjoys the sense of over the other one they're abusing. Therefore, they find satisfaction in situations they're able to control, whether the harm they inflict is physical, emotional, verbal or sexual. The victim is always weaker, either physically or in terms of position or both. So abuse becomes a game of power. Now, those who are sexually abused are usually unable to resist until they find a greater power. And that's why it's often in later years that offences are reported. But the victims of sexual abuse also try to not only gain as much power as possible over their own lives, but sometimes over the lives of others. And that's why in one study, 55% of males convicted of pedophilia reported being sexually abused as a child. These cycles of abuse are repeated in patterns of learned behavior. And that's why the good news of the gospel includes deliverance from such hereditary Patterns of behavior and historical patterns of behavior. Paul says, "If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation." This is Set Free with
0: Ken Leg. Hello, and welcome to Set Free with Ken Leg. Phil's my name, and uh, we're looking at the subject of recovery from sexual abuse this week something that we often don't like talking about, but it would seem that it's a far more widespread problem than we have previously believed. Now, Ken, you've been sharing with us uh, that the enemy can often use this problem to imprison the victims in the past. Just tell us some more about that. Yeah, yesterday we spoke about how there's nothing more powerful than
1: unforgiveness to hold a person captive to the past. And yet, of course, We need to forgive but must ensure that the perpetrator is not allowed to prey upon other victims. So there's a duty of care there. Mm. Uh, But I believe that it's important for a person to be released from the power of the past because God's grace for them is only in the present. Now, if I can say many Christians who have been hurt in the past are taught that they must return there in order to receive healing. Some teach that through the use of imagination we can supposedly recreate the painful memories of the past and actually visualize them taking place and then taking Christ back with us into those moments we may be healed of the painful memories and be released from the hurt of the past. However, uh, this ministry of this kind is, is never-ending. Now, I don't want to be unfair to those that do teach these things because everyone is trying to help people mm. that have suffered hurt and pain in the way that we're sharing this week. But I do have some serious concerns, Phil, about this approach to dealing with past hurts. To begin with, there is no support for this course of action in the Bible. Furthermore, we cannot we cannot re-enter the past. We live only in one moment, and that is the present. And God's grace is available to us for the present time. You know, the, the writer of the Hebrews exhorts us to come through boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's now, the time in which we're living in. And so by endlessly revisiting one's childhood, uh, the inner healing approach tends to confine
0: individuals to the past. The, for the victim of sexual abuse, though, that damage was obviously done in the past and maybe it's being bottled up into something in the here and now. How do you deal with the experiences Without actually visiting the past, well, in contrast to that approach, God offers hope not by
1: healing us of the past, but setting us free from the past. And there's a big difference between those two things. We must differentiate between past experience and what is
0: present identity. You just say that again. The difference between not healing us from the past, but setting us setting free us free from, from the, the past. past. So, so the healing of the past is I've got
1: to go back into the past somehow. I mean, I can't journey. Back into the past, I can't journey into the future. Yeah. I, I'm living in the present. That's this is my time, yep. and this is the time that God has given me. This is where the grace of God is for my life, and so I can't go into the past to heal it. But God has set me free from that. Who I am now is that I'm a new creation, I'm not someone that re, um, received an identity because of what happened to me in the past. And so we've got to make that differentiation. And I believe that identity is a major issue for the Christian because our whole life flows out of the realization of who we are. Now, I purposely never once refer to the victims of sexual abuse as an abused person. They are someone who has suffered abuse. That's their condition. Mm. That's not who they are. They're not an abused person. The Bible says that they are actually a redeemed person. And and so we've got to really be careful that we don't put a label on a person uh, that is based upon an experience that they've had in the past because what we'll find is that they will structure their present
0: life around that label that really concerns something that happened to them in the past. So I guess what you're saying is that it's, it's not our condition that determines our position and it would be knowing who we are in Christ really that determines who we are understanding that we are redeemed he has redeemed us from whatever it is with yeah. sexual abuse or whatever yeah this thing of identity is very important who are we are we abused persons
1: because we were abused in the past is that who we are now mm. or are we redeemed persons mm.
0: and that's why identity in the bible is a big issue yeah, i guess it's pretty easy though for us you know if you look at the here and now rubber meets the road yep. to let our experiences tell us who we are you've only got to look at you go to a meet somebody at a barbecue or something, and they say, "Oh, you know who you? Who are you? What do you do?" Yeah, and it's the same kind of thing. As much as we say, "Oh, well, I'm a builder or this or that," yeah, we can think that way about being an abused person. Person, but it's it's really a big rip off, isn't it? It's only God yeah. who has the right to tell us who we really are. Only He knows the real truth about you and me. Yeah, and that, that's one of the
1: big subtle differences uh, between past experiences and present what I call psycho-labels. You know, for example, um, somebody might have a drink problem, you know, a problem with alcohol. But when we call them an alcoholic, that's who they are. Mm. So they will structure their whole life around that label. Or, Or somebody might have an eating disorder, and they're working through that, but if we call them anorexic, that's who they are. That's their identity. And they'll wear that like a badge, and they'll structure their whole life around that. And it's the same thing with um, abuse. I was abused as a child, not, not sexually, uh, but physically and emotionally. But I am not an abused person because of a past experience. Mm. I am a redeemed person, mm. and I'm structuring my life around that new identity that God has given to me in Christ. Now, as Christians, we are a new creation. We've got a new identity. You know, Paul says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So And that's the badge that we should wear. Yes, absolutely. I mean I'm not a product of my past, but I'm a product of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So when we're born again we were taken out of Adam, uh, baptized into Jesus Christ. We died to our old identity and we were raised with a new identity in him. So we no longer reckon our lives From our history, Mm. uh, you know, with all that was involved in our history, that's not the sum total of who we are today. That's got actually nothing to do with my present-day identity. My identity is based upon his history, what happened at the cross and the resurrection because he gave birth to a new creation of which I am a part. And so we're not abused persons. We're redeemed persons. That's what I'm saying here. To to accept a label that's based upon the hurt of the past is actually to enslave ourselves to the very past from which Christ has set us free. And that gives even greater power to our abusers because not only did they do something to us back then, they're still affecting the quality of our lives today. And that's why I believe it's important, Phil, that uh, no one who is in Christ needs bear the psychological scars of their past forever. They may have been damaged, but not permanently damaged. Uh, this in no way minimizes the traumatic Experiences of the past, but it does offer hope for a new beginning which is consistent with the message of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in Christ, God has provided complete wholeness, not just for those who are brought up in a loving, secure, stable home, but for everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: important study this week the people recovering from sexual abuse. And we'll have more for you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies, and other resources from Ken Leg, including the book, What's Eating You?, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.